All right, so let's begin. We're starting today's Daf Daf Mem Gimel at the bottom of the page, about um, five lines up from the bottom. Iboy Lehu New Shaila. Evet Shemachor Rabbe Leknas Machor Ein Machor. Interesting case. Case is is that uh, the yeah, as you know, a slave has a, a potential earning power. It's not really earning, but it's like kind of like buying a, like a life insurance policy on somebody else, okay? Um, you know, in case something happens, I'll get the money, okay? So that's the same thing over here. If this slave will get killed by a, by a bull, so then I get the Shloshim Shkalom. And we made a deal like that. That's uh, he, sold the, he sold the rights of those Shloshim Shkalom to somebody else. So that's the question. So Machar ain't a Machar. Is that a sellable item or not? Is that something that you can monetize in a slave? Okay? So, Tibbalah Rameir, Tibbalah Rabbanon. There's this uh, famous Machlokas Rameir and the Rabbanon uh, that talks about uh, uh, futures. Can you sell futures or not? Okay? So, this question is really applicable to both Rameir and the Rabbi's opinion. Rameir says you could sell futures, the Rabbanon says you cannot sell futures. But it's still a question on either side. Why? You can sell something that is not yet in this world. That's That's where you're selling the fruits of a palm tree, let's say. So the palm trees here, the fruits are expected, so you can sell futures, you can sell what's expected to come. I get that. David did also, we know that you know, the, na- the natural order of things are is that this tree will produce fruit and you're selling the, fr- the future fruits that's going to come from the tree in that season. Okay. But, who says, you know, to sell something like this, who, there's a lot of big ifs. Maybe it's not a sellable item because it's, it's not here in this world. What are you selling that the, the, on the chance that it gets gored by an animal and dies? Who says he's going to even be gored? And even if he gets gored, it may not have, end up in a payment situation. Because as we know, it's a kanas. And the kanas is an easy out. If he admits before, um, before he's caught, then there's no payment. Okay? Meaning he just admitted, I, yeah, I, yeah, my animal killed. Um, so sorry, whatever. So it's like, okay, no payment, because it's a kanas. Kanas, a multiple kanas potter. You admit to a penalty, you're a potter altogether. This is only by Shor Amor, right? Yeah, it's a Shor Amor. But so okay. It's not a Shor Amor, the first animal killed, there's no kanas either. Yeah, but we're talking about, but if he admits, it's multiple kanas is potter. Okay, so that's so in, even in Remeyer, you could say maybe you can't sell such a thing. Yes, Ramirez says you could sell futures. That's futures that's expected. This is not even an expected thing, so maybe it can't be sold. That's one, number one. But the Rabbanon could go asking the Rabbanon. When do they say you can't sell what's not in this world? That's fruit of a palm tree. The fruit don't exist. What are you selling? Something that doesn't exist yet. They're not in the world. All the ingredients for the cake are here. They're just not mixed together. Okay? You got the bull. You got a bull in this world. You got a slave in this world. It's just a matter of question whether something's going to happen. But that's not selling something that's not in this world. It's, it's a, you know, a, a, therefore maybe they'll, they'll agree to something that, like this can be sold. So that's the Shiloh. Okay, that's the question. My, so what's the deal? So Amar Ababa Tashma Kamenir proof. 
the elite beso, the elite bias, Fosso talks about the people who get to eat truma. Okay, so it's we said the miknas kesef, the 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 basically the property that whatever the slaves that the coin owns, and you live by us, whoever's born into the house. Okay, so what is that teaching us? If a king in kesef gets the truma, I mean, gets the truma, meaning he just paid money to buy a slave. Of course, he live by us. Surely the slave that's born into his house, of course, is going to eat truma. Okay. Um, maybe there needs to be at least a value of money, monetary value in the in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the bias, just like uh, a Kenyan Kesef has to have a value. Now, how do you know that even if this Yulid bias has zero value, he's still entitled to eat Shuma. Tamalom, uh, Yulid bias, Mikomokom. Yulid bias says he's born into the house, can have zero mon- uh, zero monetary value, and uh, he's still entitled to eat Shuma. has no value, still gets to eat Ochel, that's fine. But Kenyan Kesef, Yeshbo Shavu Kesef Ochel, Eimbo Shavu Kesef Ein Ochel. Only then, by a Kenyan Kesef, meaning when he paid for the slave with money, then maybe the slave only gets to eat if he maintains value, if there is to retain some value. Tam Lomu Kenyan Kasvo Belit Bezo, they're reading to next to each other. Ma'ilid Bayis, Avav Bishenu Shoviklom, Ochel still gets to eat Shuma, Av Kenyan Kasvo, Av Bishenu Shoviklom, Ochel. So it's a fascinating concept when you think about it. You know, um, you might say that a slave that has no value, it's like he, he doesn't really own the slave, okay, technically. Kamash Mulan, then it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, even if there's no value in the slave, he still gets the truma. That's the idea. Okay, so now, if a slave that is sold just for the knas, it's called a good sale, so then, mi ikaabta delam is in the knasa. Uh, every slave, which, you know, the slave does nothing, can't do anything, but he could certainly stand in the street and hope that an ox will gore it, okay? Whatever, you understand? There's a value there. There's a dollar value. You can sell that that that, that chance for a pruta, okay? So there's always a value. That's the kasha. So Gemara says, no, there is in Ika Evitrefa. You can have such a thing if the slave is already a trefa, meaning he has a hole in his lungs, or whatever it is, he can't live out the year. He has fundamental problems. If uh, he gets killed by the by the animal, not because he's like a, we we look at him as a dead man walking, and basically somebody that doesn't. Terminally Ill. Terminally he's terminally Ill. Ill, right? Exactly. So the Gemara says, okay, even if he's a trefer, but Chazil make him come, isn't he able to like stand there and like you know give him a drink or something? Says, no, we're talking about a slave that is so disgusting looking, whatever he's like, whatever he has various problems that, you know, like it's too hard to even look at that he can't even do anything in the house. Okay, so yes, it's possible. Bottom line is we can wiggle out of it and the, even that value won't be there. Okay, which brings us to the next Shiloh. Half and half, we talked about before. Shekidish Paschorin. And he got married. Did a kedushin to a Does that kedushin have any effect? That's the question. He's half and half. He did a kedushin. Is it work at all? 
regular Ben Yisrael that gives a kiddushin to his, his, to a woman and he says, I want you to be married to half of me. So the halacha is mikudeshas. That is a good kiddushin. Okay? Why the chazi Maybe that's only true because after all, she could be married to him fully. So, and therefore, when he says you're married to half of me, that maybe works. Okay, but ha, lo chazi but over here, there is no, I mean, she can't be married to all of him because only the part that's about Ben Chorin, the half of him, can she be married to. So maybe that's worse. And let's see the other scenario. A regular Ben Yisrael who's marrying uh, half a woman, okay, um, that's, a, that's not a good kiddushin, right? You can't say, I'm only marrying half of you. With this coin, I'm giving you a, 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 a I'm giving you a, whatever, a dollar, whatever it is, and I'm, I'm marrying only half of you. You can't do that. Why? Because he left something out. But on the other hand, um, here, when he's saying you should be married to half of me, I'm not leaving any part that could be married to you out. So maybe it's better here. So my, So that's the two ways of analyzing this. You could hear that it maybe should be good, and maybe not. So that's the suffix. So Tashman come here proof. Hey, Miss Misha, we saw, talked about this in, the, in yesterday's stuff, right? The guy, the guy who was a half-slave, half-free person was, put, was killed by the, by the animal. Okay, so what happens? No, half the Knaz goes to the master, and half of Gopher will go to his inheritors. Hold on. If he can't be married, so then Yarshin Minale, how does he have any inheritors? Obviously, he does have, he can marry her, otherwise it's not possible. So Amar Ravad Rava, so the Gemara says, Ravad Rava answers, you know what the case is? The animal gored him in such a way that he is terminally ill now and he will not survive. But in the meantime, he's not all the way dead. He's not, he's not 100% dead. He's only mostly dead. So basically, he's a trefa. So he's going to get the money himself. My Yarshav, Yarshav means he'll take the money. Okay, he can do with it what he wants. Okay, go to the movies. I don't know. Okay. So, um, himself? What? But he inherits himself? Yeah, so that's what it means. Yarsha means himself. He's a trefa, so he's entitled to the money. If a, you know, it's as if he's dead, but he could still take the money and he'll take it for himself. Some Rava, Rava didn't like that answer. First of all, there's two problems with what you're saying. Number one, it doesn't fit into the words. It says he's inheritors. The one We never call oneself an inheritor of himself, okay? That doesn't make sense. Kofar who? Um... And this is kofar money, okay? And there's Allah of Amrish Lakish, Kofar Mishdalam, El Akramisa. You only pay the kofar, even if he became a trefa, the payment is not due until he's actually dead. <laughs> All the way. Okay? So that doesn't work. So Alamarava is there for Rabbi says, Well, I know what's going on. Royalito Femo. Yes, it's half and half. But he's roy to go to his inheritors, but of course he doesn't have any, so therefore Basically, the guy will only pay fifteen, uh, the, whatever the half, half the fifteen shkalim to the master, and the rest he doesn't have to pay. But theoretically, it would have had to been paid, but there's nobody to pay it to. That's all. Technic, he gets out on technicality. Okay. Amrava, 
Kshem Shem Mekadosh Chatsi Yisha in a Mekudoshas. Just like somebody who is Mekadosh a half a woman, that's not a good Kiddushin. Kachetzia, Shivcha, Vrenzi, Betzchorin, Shinnitzkatsha, in Kiddush HaKiddush. And he extends it to a half slave, a free woman. It also doesn't work. Okay, even though he's marrying her, the half of her, it's still not a good Kiddushin. Okay, because you can't marry a half a woman. So even though the half that's free is the only is all that there is able available to marry, it's still not a good kiddushin. That's what Rava's statement is. So Darish Rava Baravuna. So Rava Baravuna said a drosh. Kashem shaman kadosh chatzis yisha inu mukudeshes kachetz yeshiv bechetz v'eschorin. Also shenisgacha inu mukudeshes. It's also no good. So basically says the same thing as Rava. One second. Um, Okay. Um, so Amr le Rav Chizda mitami haki compare. Not the same thing. Hasam shir bikinano over there by the regular isha who he marries half of her, he's leaving part of her over that he's not acquiring. Hachalos shir bikinano, but over here he's not leaving any part of her over. So how do I baravuna amorale? So Rabbi Barafuna retracted and he publicized this. Vidarash and he darshed publicly. He's quoting a pasuk here um, that uh, saying, you know, basically conveying an interesting idea that uh, basically sometimes it's a pasuk in Yeshaya that uh, um, there's when you when you mess up in something, that's what you'll really then it'll stay by you. Anytime you make a mistake. You can learn from your mistake, and then, you know, if you learn from your mistake, it'll be a way that you'll remember it. So that's the idea. You only get to the truth once you mess up. So it's the opposite conclusion. Even though when it comes to marriage, if you marry half a lady, it's not a marriage. But then it is good kiddushin. My taima, what's the reason? Hasam shayr b'kinyano, hachalos shayr b'kinyano. The difference is, is there any left over in the kinyan? And here, there is nothing left over, because whatever is available in this half slave, half free woman, he married. Now, Amr of Sheishes, Sheishes says, "Kishem shem mekadosh chatzi yisha in mukudeshes kachetzel shivcha vchetzi baschon sheniskacha in kiddusha kiddusha." So Sheishes says, like our first way to look at it. Okay. Um, like like Rava, like uh, Rava's take, not like the new Rabba Barafuna's take. Okay. Remember, there's a pasuk in the Torah that talks about a carbon asham, that a very unique carbon asham, that's in a scenario where this woman is half slave, half free, and she's necherefes lish, and she's betrothed to a man. Well, how do you have such a situation? She's betrothed to a, a, a Jewish slave. The idea of a Jewish slave is because a Jewish slave is, is allowed to be with her because the part of her that's, that's uh, free, he's allowed to marry, and the part of her that's slave, he's allowed to be with because um, a Jewish slave is allowed to be intimate with the Shivcha Kainis. So that's the deal. Talma Basit Rusayu. Isn't that indicating that there is this, a marriage? Marriage takes. So Marlo, Klachitzel Rabbi Shmuel. You could tell him 
That's not, not a proof. Don't prove from there that there's, such, that there's such a thing as a betrothal. What? What's your question? How can a Jewish lady be with a woman who's half slave? Well, the part of her that's free, he's allowed to be with because he's allowed to marry. A Jewish slave is Jewish-born slave. He's allowed to be, he's allowed to have a wife. Okay? What, what's the problem that uh, the part of her that's a slave is forbidden? To a regular Israel, she's forbidden, but to a slave... Israel, that's part of the rights of the slave owner, of the Jewish slave owner, the, the owner of the Jewish slave. The yeah, has to be belong to his master. Yeah, not, not to the, the not Jewish slave. He can't have a slave. He's fully Jewish. He's fully Jewish, but he, but he, was, take, oh, he was taken in as a slave for either he stole or he was out of money, whatever. He was given a full slave, Shifka, then for sure. So that all the kids half. will go to right, exactly. Same thing, she's half free? She's half free, half slave. So the part of her that's free is permitted to him, the part of her that's slave is it's permitted to him. Yeah, exactly. Evan Kanani can't do that, right, because okay. he's not allowed to the free part of her. Okay. okay. Now, He's saying, look at Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. Shuomer, he says, B'shivcha K'nainis, Amorasa Levit Ivri, we're talking about a Shivcha K'nainis who's betrothed to a Jewish slave. B'shivcha K'nainis, Basichusio, there's no betrothal there. Elamai is Lachlamim, what are you going to say in his world? Because he says it's talking about a different, she's not, according to Rabbi Shmuel, she's not halfway freed. She's a full on Shivcha K'nainis. And the betrothal is quote unquote to the Evid Ivri. That's the betrothal. So my mother says, she's, she's alone, she's set for him, but it's not a true marriage. You understand? That's how we'll interpret it. So my the use of the word mother over here doesn't prove that the marriage exists. It could be just miyuchad, like she's set aside for this uh, slave, Jewish slave only, and nobody else. Okay. And that's why somebody else who sleeps with her needs to bring a karbanashal. But it wasn't a real marriage, not even partially. Anyway, it's not a proof. Here's the case. Okay, so she was half slave, half free, and she was married to Reuven. Okay, so we're saying that, assuming that it works. Okay, the half of her that married Reuven before she became a slave. When she was halfway, she's a shivcha k'nayinus. You can't be married to Reuven, but the part of her that's free, Reuven married. And we're assuming that works. And then Vinishtakra, now she's free. The other half of her becomes freed. Because of Vinishtakra, the Shimon. And the other half, Shimon goes and marries. So now she's uh, married to two men. Okay? Omei Sushnam. And the, they happen to be brothers. Reuben and Shimon are brothers. Not a problem. Omei Sushnam. So Ms. Yabemus looked at Levi. It's not a problem for Levi to do Yibum here. Okay? Levi, my mother of Shach, could do Yibum, okay? It's whatever. He's doing Yibum to his bro- for his brother, on behalf of his brother. Yibum. Now, right. Uh, I, didn't we say there's something called an Asha, we had in Yibamas, an Asha Shnei Mesim, uh, which doesn't work. For any Korba Asha Shnei Mesim. This is not a scenario of Asha Shnei Mesim, right? Because my mother of Shach, if Rufin's marriage is a marriage, which we said it's a doubt, maybe yes, maybe no. So then, Kiddushi the Shimon loved Kiddushin, then obviously Shimon didn't do anything. But you Kiddushi Shimon Kiddushin, then Kiddushi Ruven loved Kiddushin. Only, basically, if, if Ruven's marriage to the half of her worked, then Shimon's marriage never worked, and she was never married to Shimon. 
And if Shimon's married, if basically wasn't married to Reuven, so then Shimon's marriage, once she's fully freed, is a full marriage to Shimon, and then she's Shimon's wife. So we don't know who the husband is, maybe Reuven, maybe Shimon, but that don't matter, because either one is the brother of Levi, and Levi can do Yibo, you understand? And it's not, it's not a case where she has two husbands, she has one husband, we just don't know which one is the husband. You follow? Okay. Um, Itmar. So that gets us to the next topic. Half and half. She was free. She was married to Ruven. Kedushim. Then she was freed. That's the topic. The Kedushin that Ruven did pops off. And she's only married to um, Shemin. Now this is Ruven and Shemin, not brothers. Okay, let's leave the brothers out of it. Okay? Rabbi Zeir, Rabbi Nachman, no. Kamru Kiddushin What happens is, the little Kiddushin that Ruvain had, now as soon as she, there's space, it fills up her space and marries up, and, and then she'll be fully married to Ruvain. So Rabbi Zeir, my position makes more sense that it'll fully finish to be married to Shimon. I mean to Ruvain, that is. Why Mestabra? They don't die, meaning it's not a death penalty case. Why? Because she wasn't freed. Ha but if she was fully freed, so they would die. Why? Because she was betrothed to someone, and once she's freed, then all the way, then she'll be fully married to him. What about the school of Rabbi Which is not even a marriage according to everybody. When she's free, also, the, she'll, uh, the guy will be high, whoever lives with her, sleeps with her, will be high visa. Not true. How are you going to explain it in Rabbi Shmuel's position? She was freed. Then she got married. Then, if all that happens, then the, 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 the man who sleeps with her, who's not her husband, will die. So, it doesn't prove anything. Amrav Yehuna Barktina, Amrav Yitzhak, Maisabisha Achaz. It was the story of the lady. She was half and half. The Kafus Rabbah Vasabaschorin, and they forced the master to fully free her. So, Kaman, who's that going? Like Rabbi Yechonim and Brokad, Amral Shneim Omer, Beivarchosam Alukim, Bayomer Lam Purufu, which basically is saying that Lachora, remember, by a half slave, half free, what was the whole imperative to free that we can't leave the guy in that state? Because he has a mitzvah pruvu, and he can't fulfill it because he can't be married to either a shifcha or to a free woman. So he's nobody who could be with, and that's the problem. Now, why would we have to free a half-slave woman, a half-free woman? She doesn't have that mitzvah. Elamai, it's going like Rabbi Yechimah Broko says that there's a mitzvah pruvu on both men and women. So the says, Omilu Azharetz, it's so written in plural, right? So it's a mitzvah on both men and women. Okay? A man and woman. The reason why they forced him to free her is because, you're right, she couldn't be with any man. And maybe she's not obligated to be with any man, but the bottom line is, she was sleeping around with all, all manners of men. That's not good. People were treating her as Hafker, so therefore he says, they... they on him that he had to free her for that reason. Okay. Which brings us to the Mishnah. Okay. Somebody sells his slave to a Gentile. 
or, or they live in Israel and they sell to outside of Israel, he goes out free because you're not allowed to do that. Okay, You're not allowed to sell your slave to a Gentile. Okay? And you're also not allowed to sell him to outside of Israel. So since both of those are no-no, the slave goes free. I will see in a minute now how this works. He's going to have to give a star shikhr. He goes free, meaning it's a penalty that he has to free him, but he still needs to write the document. That's where he, when he sold to the Gentile, he didn't write this document, this Ono. But if he wrote that, that Ono is the writ of freedom. What is my Ono? What is this Ono? Some Rav Shesh says, Rav Shesh says, he put an addendum in the sale to the Gentile, and he said like this, the of Lay, Hachi, he wrote to this, you know, to the buyer, he said, should this slave run away and flee you, I have no rights anymore. So, basically, that's no different than, that is a star shikhar, basically. He gives the rid of, it's like a document to the slave that the slave has, you know, uh, should he escape somehow from the from the Gentile who bought him, he's not, he doesn't automatically go back to the uh, original owner. He's free. Okay? Where's that document kept? The slave keeps it, it sounds like. Of course, he want to escape. Right, he's incentivized to escape. Yeah. Anyway, so um, let's, uh, let's uh, we're running out of time. Let's, uh, let's see if we could finish. So, turn around, the rabbis learn. Love, love, min, Let's say the guy is uh, borrowing from a Gentile, and he's borrowing, you know, with the basis of repayment, or if I'm, you know, like it's like kind of like the collateral is this slave. So, once the Gentile does nimuso, which we'll define, that automatically means that he got to go free. Okay? My nimuso, what is this nimuso? So, I'm Rafunabariyuta and Nashki. That is what Nashki is, the way Rashi explains, it's the seal. So basically, the, the, that means like, oh, you didn't pay, so he takes the slave and he puts his, that's what he used to do. They would have like, a, I don't know, a necklace or something, like a seal. This way everyone knows who the slave belongs to. Okay. Branded. I don't know if they branded the slave, but something like that, okay? It's a seal, okay? Whatever. It's like an iron chain that goes around the neck. You can't really break it off, and it, or... But it, ha- and it has like a stamp of who's the owner. So Masiv Rav Sheshesh says cash on this. How can that be what Nashki is? Because it says like this, Haris and Rachat Giros, Haris Hibatelvos, Velvet Chavim Shemashkin, Yisadeomi, Li Israel. So we're talking about sharecroppers. There's various types of sharecropping. There's where there's a, um, a percentage sharecropper, you know, a third or whatever. There's a certain amount that goes to the owner of the land. And then there's a, a sharecropping where it's flat, flat rate. I only want this amount of bushels a year, and that the rest of it is your problem, or whatever. Not my problem. Anyway, those, that's what Chakiris is. Even if it's been in generations, you know, sometimes it's generational situations where my father used to do this before me, and he was the sharecropper, and so on and so forth. Okay? And a Gentile who is made the field a collateral to the Jew, even though he did his nimuso, 
is no chiyuv meiser, even though, um, and therefore the um, the land is owned by the Gentile and it's not chayv meiseros, even though the sharecropper is Jewish. Now, the, what is the muso here? Now, if he is talking about nashki, if it's that seal that you're talking about, sadapas nashki, there's no seal that you put on land. It doesn't read, so that can't be what nashki means. So alam rav sheish is man. Nashki means time. Okay. Okay, uh, so so that's a, it's a bit of a question now. Kashi is man is man. We basically are contradicting each other um, in in zman. In the if, if it means the time is due, so um, what's the deal here? So If the time comes, so then that's where that's the one case. But if the time didn't yet come, so that's different. El If the slave. The money's due, and he doesn't have the money, and the time comes when it's due, and that's what the Nashki comes. So then he has to go free. Trichel memory, you have to say that? It's obvious. The time didn't yet come of the due date of the loan. The difference is whether it's for the, um, whether there was a, the body of the slave is going to belong to the Gentile actually. Or is it just the the earnings power of the slave? Um, that's one answer. He the the loan was that he has a right to take the slave, but he never did actually take possession of the slave. So that's the that's the question, and that's the discussion. All right, we'll see more about this. We'll get to some of the stuff over.